Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. It's funny because people look at it as like, I don't have time to manage my time. Think, think it's like, it's so true though. It is so true. Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life. We are different because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 15 of the Bravehearted Podcast. So today we are talking about overcoming overwhelm and managing your time better. Before we get started, I just want to say that some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children. As you may or may not know, my name is Kelsey Kenry, and I am a life coach and a personal development speaker working with women all over the world to live confidently again. And with me is Mindy. What's up, guys? Mindy Mercurio, career coach and business guru, helping exhausted women across the world find their purpose and passion. Like Kelsey said, today we are talking about overcoming overwhelm and time management something that I talk about a lot as a career coach. Kelsey talks a lot about as, you know, a life coach. Time management is so important and it's, you know, one of the things that can keep us from experiencing that overwhelm. So let's talk about kind of what that is. Time management is simply how and what you spend your time on every single day. It's a system to use to make your life easier doesn't have to be complicated. It's not some big task. It's just something simply that you put in place in order to help you prevent the overwhelm. Yeah. It's just some sort of structure. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because, you know, on this podcast, we cover so many hard stories and hear so many stories from people about their resilience and making it through hard things. And it's kind of almost funny to see, you know, the title of one of our podcasts be about time management. But the reality is, is that after working with so many women, and then myself included, being somebody who has dealt with, you know, overwhelm and stress and anxiety, once you start to kind of peel back the layers, a lot of that stuff and the instability feeling comes from lack of time management or, or using our time poorly. So, you know, time management, what it is, is really just simply some sort of structure. And what that structure is obviously looks differently for everybody, but, you know, it just means that it gives us a little bit of 
or for myself, a lot of bit <laughs> of structure and stability in our lives. Yeah. And having that structure in place really shows you so much. It's funny when, you know, before I really started managing my time, I thought, man, I have no time for anything. But really, I have a lot more time than I think. There's something like Kelsey, isn't it 10,000 minutes in a day or in a week? I can't remember. What's the... The only thing that when I go back to time, it was when we read, I know how she does it. Yeah. It's a book about time management and it was from the Bravehearted book club that we read. And she mentions in there about how there's 168 hours in a week. And like, that's one of the things that I keep returning to, you know, because it's like, that's so much time. And It's fascinating because if you actually just look at the numbers strictly, like, okay, you have 168 hours in a week. Let's say you work even 50 hours a week. Like that's 118 other hours. Obviously you take out your sleep and then I'm not going to go through the whole math here. (laughs) Please God get some sleep though. (laughs) Yeah, please, please sleep. But yeah, it's interesting to see when you manage your time and you actually see how much time is in front of you, because how often do you hear the excuse of, I don't have time for that? I like, I used to say that all of the time Mm -hmm. and it's amazing too. And this we'll get into later. Like when you say you don't have time for something, whether it's actually that you don't have time for, or if it's just not a priority, but all the time, like I used to say, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for this. And having structure in place really shows you, do you actually not have time for this? Mm-hmm. Or is it that you don't want to make time for it? Yeah. And that's a, that's a great point. And that's why I, you know, I'm very adamant and pretty a strong believer in like, if you say I don't have time, like it's bullshit because you may not have time maybe that day or right that minute, but you can make anything happen that you really want to happen, which is exactly what you said about it being a priority. So yeah, you definitely have more time than you think. And I also think that when it comes to time management, people think that it has to be, it's funny because people look at it as like, I don't have time to manage my time. Think, think it's like, it's so true though. It is so true. It is like, if you think about, okay, adding something else to, to my to-do list, right? Like every Friday I do my schedule. And at this point, because it's like down, you know, it's like, it takes me less than 30 minutes. And depending on what your structure is, really, it shouldn't take you that much time. And if you compare, okay, 30 minutes of your time, which every single one of us spends at least that, if not more, on our phones each day, right? Yeah. And so if you can dedicate and make your time management a priority, if you know what's on the other side of that, that being reduction of stress, overwhelm, anxiety, any feelings of instability, like there's so much that comes from managing your time. It's just so important. And it's not this like large task that everybody thinks it is. Yeah, absolutely. And time management looks different for everyone. So there's no like, there's no one size fits all on time management, right? Your, your schedule is going to be completely different than somebody else's because everyone is different. But 
what's not going to change is that you need to take the time out to build that structure, to have that in place. So you don't experience, you know, the anxiety and the burnout and the stuff that we're going to talk about here in just a second. But why don't we go ahead and move into like the why of time management? Because we've already started touching on it a little bit. And I think that there's just so much to talk about here. The first thing is preventing that overwhelm and frustration. Yeah, that's a big one. And like I said, I think that's the reason why even when I came up with doing the free resource for people and started offering that. So if you don't know, I have a time management toolkit and we'll actually link it in the show notes for you. If you want to grab it, it's free and it walks you through how to set up your schedule step-by-step. But I think that it's really about when we ask ourselves, like, why do we need time management? Like, if you are the person that is consistently saying, I don't have time, if you are the person that is consistently not able to do things for yourself or things you want to do or things that you are frustrated, I feel like frustration is a big one too, because you're just like, you end up at the end of the week and you're like, oh, I didn't do like anything I wanted to do. Like, and how many weeks of that are you going to allow? So it's like, it it piles up so much, those feelings, and then you can start to get resentful. That can show up in, obviously, manifest in anxiety. That can manifest in how you're treating people around you when you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed. So it really plays such a big role. And that was like what I was saying earlier about like when you start to peel the layers back. And that's like with all my clients, that's why one of the first things I do with clients is like, let's get your schedule down. Like just let's start small there and just get some things in place. That's why I work with people on developing a morning routine and a nighttime routine because those little pieces show up in such big ways when it comes to our stress and our frustration and the overwhelm and all those feelings. And it's like, how long do you want to continue to live like that? Is sitting down for 30 minutes a week to figure out what does my life look like next week? Like, are you really telling yourself that you're not worth that 30 minutes? Yeah. And I think something important that you said is like how it manifests in the way that you treat others. Because if you are consistently feeling overwhelmed and frustrated, you're giving the last bit of yourself, like the worst parts of yourself to the people around you. Mm. Um, And I've been guilty of it, right? So like when I'm overwhelmed or frustrated, you know, in the past, I would just snap and like be very upset. I'd have like either a breakdown and start crying, which is never good. Or, you know, like when you're tired and aggravated, you may not you know, be as kind to people as you should be. Mm-hmm. And the people who are surrounding you are the, usually the ones that feel that the most. And it's so unfair, not only to yourself, like to feel that way, but to those around you to not give them your very best self. So if you're not managing your time properly and you end up in that frustration, overwhelmed place, it's not just impacting you. So that 30 minutes you take every week to set your schedule up and Kelsey's time management toolkit is fantastic. It really is very helpful. And I know she'll probably talk a little bit more about it later when we talk about tools. But if you're not taking that 30 minutes every week to just go ahead and set yourself up for success, you're stealing from yourself and from other people. That's the thing. And that's why, again, you know, it's funny to see kind of time management as a topic here because, you know, the summary of what we do is like, 
these hard stories and this resilience, but this is a huge topic for what people struggle with. And like exactly what you're saying, that's what leads people to burnout, right? To where the interesting thing about burnout is so you get in this cycle to where you're overwhelmed, you're frustrated, and you're not even, number one, you're not even accomplishing everything that you could. Because even if you continue to take on tasks and take on tasks and you're not managing your time, you're still not being as productive as you could be because you're not 100% there, right? Mentally. Right. And so you're actually sometimes less productive. And then when you reach the point of burnout, you completely shut down. And then you're no good for however many days because you're like, I just can't. And so if you look at it from that big picture of like, wouldn't it be better to take all those tasks, space them out by managing your time (laughs) and put yourself in a better position mentally to where you have more balance in your life too. Because I think this works, I think this works both ways. I think it works, you know, obviously there's time management to help your productivity which a lot of people are on that side. It's just like, uh, you're the person that's so overwhelmed with the to-do list so big that you're like, you know what? The kids are napping. I'm actually gonna, just going to sit here and watch TV instead of doing anything because it's, I don't even want to look at the to-do list. Or you're the other person that has 97 things on your to-do list and you expect yourself to do them all in one day. Exactly. And so I talk to, I coach on this quite a bit. So when somebody comes and tells me, Mindy, I'm just burnt out. I'm worn out. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so, you know, what are you doing with your time? Do you have a schedule? And the very first thing we do is we block out their time. Okay. So you're doing X, Y, Z, like is X, Y, Z really something you need to be doing? Is that something that you can delegate? Mm-hmm. Is that something that is productive? And a lot of times we find that people are spinning their wheels on things. I can't tell you how many times I have this conversation. They're just spinning their wheels on things that aren't productive, that they don't need to be doing because they don't know what else to do because they haven't scheduled anything. So like they're doing extra work or working harder, not smarter, which is something I say a lot, instead of like doing things that are going to be productive that are going to help them in the long run. And then they're you know, piling on even more things, taking on extra tasks, saying yes to everything. And that's something else that we can talk about is that they just continue to say yes instead of saying no boundary because they don't know how much time they have. Yeah, and that's such a good point. That's I literally had a call with a client yesterday and she's like, and it's this is so, so common, like the people pleaser, right? To where it's like, Yes, Yes. I can't say no. I don't want them to be mad at me. And it was amazing because literally we got to walk through and talk about all this stuff. And then she got a text message from somebody asking her to do something. And she was like freaking out. And I was like, all right, like, what did we just learn? Let's put it into play. And she said no. And not only did she say no, but she didn't you know, because our our response, our usual response when we say no, is like, oh, we have to have a really good excuse, right? Yes. And I was like, you do not need to justify your life and your plans to anybody because it's your life. And she, so she texts back and was just like, would love to be there. Can't make it. We have plans. And she was like having a heart attack, but it was so cool because she was like, oh my God, I did it, you know? And so, yeah, I think that people pleasing 
And that leading to us being burnout is so, so common. And one of the things that I've told people, I'm like, when you have a calendar and you have structure with your time, when somebody asks you to do something, you literally respond with, let me check my calendar. You're not lying. But what happens is when you, you, we want to respond immediately. Like that's our impulsiveness, right? Like you're face to face with somebody, they're like, oh, come to this thing tonight. So you're like, sure. Right. Like you don't even think about it. Like that's just your immediate response. And instead, if you say, let me check my calendar, what it does is it allows you space to make a mindful choice to where it's literally just like, you know, I have to like look on my phone for a second, walk away, call somebody back, look at my calendar and then text you back. It's just a way for you to say like, okay, wait, like stop that impulsive answer to then you can ask yourself like, is this something that I actually want to do? Is this something when looking at my calendar, do I already have something there? Because the other thing is, is that if we're planning on doing things for ourselves, but we're not making them appointments, it won't happen. You know, and that's, yeah. it's, it's happens with all of us. It happens, you know, myself included, like any of my like self-care appointments or, I mean, everything has to go on my calendar, obviously with business and two kids, but it's like, I wanted to get a pedicure because I hadn't had one in a couple months, which isn't that long, but it's important time for myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it this week. And then I consciously chose to keep working instead of taking that time for myself. And so at the end of the week, I was kind of short and snappy. And then I was like, I didn't take that step away that I was going to take for myself this week. It wasn't in my calendar. So either that happens or we're the person that if we're saying yes to everything, we're like, oh, I was going to do that thing for myself that's like in the back of my head. So you're, you're literally not respecting yourself or your own time because you're just letting everybody else play in your calendar. Yeah. And I'm definitely guilty of that. And you know, we've talked about this and it's a work (laughs) in progress, right? So like I'm the first person that puts myself last and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do this thing. Oh yeah, I should take care of this. Oh yeah, I wanted to do this. And I've, you know, I've gotten better at it, especially now that I have, you know, a tool to like manage my time. Like this past week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this book. I'm going to put everything down. I want to read. I'm going to listen to this book. And in the past, I would have been like, man, everything's going to fall apart if I'm not readily available for everybody. Yes. But the other thing is too, is if you're the yes person and you're constantly readily available for everybody, what's going to happen one day when you can't be readily available for everybody? Mm-hmm. If yeah. they have learned to depend on you, mm-hmm. then like... Are you doing those people a disservice by not teaching them how to depend on themselves? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just basic communication, which we talked about, obviously. If you haven't listened to the communication episode, I think it was episode either two or three, go back and listen to that. I think that, you know, getting back into the like, why is time management so important? Why do we need this? Obviously, there's the emotional portion of it that is like to feel better. If you manage your time, you feel better, simply put. And then also, you know, when we talk about just being productive in general, like it's so overwhelming to keep just adding things to a to-do list because, and then not doing them because there's just stuff getting added and stuff's not getting crossed off. Like 
the scenario in which you're like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like looking at this to-do list. And then you're like, oh, I'm just going to like scroll on my phone and distract myself and like bury myself in social media or whatever. We've all been there too. So I think, you know, just for increasing your productivity, if you were to take your 20 million tasks and put like two tasks per day, it's a lot more manageable and it's less overwhelming to be like, okay, today I have to work, go to the grocery store and write an email or, you know what I mean? Like that's much easier to swallow than, Ooh, that list has so much stuff on it. I'm not even going to look at it. Yeah. That's such a great point. It's the, like, I'm just going to bury my head in the blankets moment. Like Mm -hmm. I just have too much to do and I can't take it Mm -hmm. and breaking it up makes it so much easier. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I mean, you can be, it it makes you more productive and it makes you feel better. And it also, you know, can really help with challenging yourself because you can see when your time is in front of you, you see exactly how much time you have. So when your time is laid out and you start to fill things in and you start to see those gaps, it's kind of a little bit eye-opening to be like, wow, what am I doing? Like normally in that whole like two hours when my kids nap, am I really watching like two hours of Netflix the entire time? Which not to say that we all shouldn't watch Netflix sometimes, but like maybe an hour of Netflix and an hour of doing stuff on your to-do list would make you feel better. Right. And be less overwhelmed or an hour away from scrolling through the Instagram rabbit hole. Um, Exactly. Like and everybody has that list of things they want to do. Like, I would love to go have lunch with a friend. Well, guess what? Now that you have this laid out, you can't say, I don't have time for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, there's maybe there's something that you are afraid of, like going to dance class or, you know, booking that doctor's appointment, something that you've been putting off because you say you don't have time. But when you see that you have the time in front of you, you're able to challenge yourself and that helps, you know, a million different things like building self-confidence, keeping promises to yourself. There's lots of opportunity there. So again, like we've said, you know, time management doesn't seem like something that we would talk about on the podcast, but it really affects so many pieces of your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, is that like you said, it's like you, you can see more opportunity because it's easier to say like, oh, I can't start that business. Like I've, I'm so busy with my kids, right? Yeah. Are you? What does your time even look like? Like you have no data to back that up unless you lay it out on a calendar. And maybe part of that is you being fearful of seeing the time you actually have because then you're like, shit, I could spend 30 minutes a day building a business if that's all I have right now. So yeah, it's just a way, another way that you can be really honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and another way that you can make things happen once something comes up that you're like, I really want to do this thing. Like you said, or if it's, you know, you want to pursue a passion, you want to start a business, you want to build some sort of dream. Starting is always going to be better than not. And if all you have is 20 minutes in the morning before your kids wake up, you take it. Yeah. And quit selling yourself short. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. If you're not aware of like how much time that you have 
and you're saying that you don't have time to start that business, like you talked about, or just anything in general, you're just selling yourself short. And why would you, you wouldn't do that to a friend, right? So why would you do it to yourself? Right. Yeah. And that's a great point is, you know, you can choose because it is a choice because you have the power over your time, regardless of your situation. Like, you know, you always have a choice in what you can do. Like you have a new baby that wants to breastfeed around the clock. I get it. They also make baby carriers. Do you know how many emails and how much work I did with the baby on my chest? A lot. Right. (laughs) And asking for help too. I mean, that's, you know, something we talk about in other episodes, but if you feel like, if you look at your calendar and you say, okay, now I know I've got all this stuff that I need to do. It gives you the opportunity to ask for help. Like, yeah, you've been in that spot, Kelsey. You've known mm-hmm. like I have X, Y, Z that I want to accomplish, but I can't do that if I don't ask somebody to, to help with that. And I've been in the same spot. I talk to people that I coach currently about this is if you don't have the time, like you truly, you've gone through it, right? You've gone through your your time management, you've built a calendar, which we'll talk about, and you see, I really want to do this, but I don't have the time. Like, what can you delegate? What can you ask for help with? And that's something I've had to learn in the past couple of years is I I can't do it all. Mm. I do have to ask for help. And having the ability to truly see where my time is going helps me decide what I need to ask for help on. Yes. That's a really, really good point. And it's definitely, I always say 2019 was the year of asking for help for me. Like that was where I finally reached the point to where I was like, I can't be everything to everybody. Because when I do that, I don't get to do the stuff that's important to me. My career, I'm very passionate about what I do. I'm very motivated about continuing to expand my career, my business, what I do, my team, all of that. And I had to make a choice to where it was like, okay, I have two little kids. So how am I going to make it happen? And when I laid out my time, and obviously when I'm doing client calls, it's not the easiest at this point. You know, Cameron is in this in school half of day, which is helpful. But Brooklyn is now 18 months and very much likes to not be still. And so it's like, I need help when I have client calls scheduled, which is a lot of time. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) But, you know, it's like, if I see those because they're scheduled, it's like, okay, I know when I need coverage and when I need to ask for help. I think it's almost easier in the moment to be like, oh, I don't have time to do that. I could very easily be like, oh, I don't have time to take client calls because I have kids and I have to do mom stuff. I get it totally. But in the same sense, like that doesn't give me my purpose outside of motherhood, which we all need. So I think that, you know, there's that part of it that's like, if I do look at my time, that's kind of scary. It's like budgeting. Like people hate budgeting because they're like, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to know where my money's going. I don't want to know like why I'm living paycheck to paycheck. And this is like a whole nother episode of things that like we probably should talk about, but it would be weird to be on the podcast. But like, you have to look, man, you have to look and be realistic about what's in front of you. Where is it going? You got to face it. 
Yeah, totally. And that's anything, obviously facing any sort of challenging situation. So if you're challenged by your time, you got to look at your time. So yeah, I think we've covered kind of like what time management is, is, you know, some sort of structure that provides stability in your time and why you need it is to feel better, to live better. So let's talk about the how, Kelsey, you know, how do we manage our time? How do we get past this overwhelm and this frustration? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind, of course, is the time management toolkit. So talk to us about that. Again, this is a free resource that I designed when I, I asked on my Instagram, I was like, what's preventing you from reaching your goals or what are you really struggling with? And I could not believe how many hundreds of people responded time. Hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I need to do something about this. <laughs> That's how my brain works. And so I designed the time management toolkit. And what it is, is it is a step-by-step guide that is, here's how to lay out your time. And the cool thing about this is like anything else, you follow the directions, you follow the steps. It's very simply written. I wanted it to be like easily digestible. It seems like kind of a lot when you look at it, but I also wanted it to be kind of detailed in that it was understandable. So basically what I laid out is the first thing is just writing down your to-do list and it's every single thing that you do. This includes all your mom stuff, all your work stuff, anything that you do, grocery store, cooking, whatever, just a complete to-do list, like a brain dump. And then the next thing you do is categorize these things. So you have tasks that are fixed. Like this would be something like work hours. Like if you work a nine to five job, like those are fixed. That's your fixed to-do because it's not changing It's like that every week, that kind of stuff. And then you have your non-negotiables. So non-negotiables are things that are sometimes in different places, sometimes fixed, but definitely have to happen. This is things like grocery shopping or working out or your kids' sports. Like maybe sometimes they play on Tuesday, sometimes they play on Wednesdays, but like something that you have to do. And I always tell people, this is where you need to include your self-care. Self-care needs to be non-negotiable. Yeah. If you aren't taking care of yourself, self-care looks different for everybody. Even if it's 10 minutes reading a book, 10 minutes taking a walk, whatever, put it in your calendar. It's an appointment. And then the last thing is your flexible tasks. So this is like anything that basically as you build it out, because you put these in your calendar, like, okay, the fixed things go in first, then your non-negotiables go in. And then your flexible tasks go in. So you can build, you can build in your flexible tasks around the other stuff. So once you have your time laid out in front of you, and I actually in the resource did uh, screenshots in Google Calendar so you can see exactly what the layout kind of looks like too. But once you have the fixed and the non-negotiable in there, then it's like, okay, what's on my flexible task? Okay, I need to get an oil change. Okay, I need to like buy a pair of shoes for this wedding I'm in next month or whatever. And it's like, okay, let's put those in around the other stuff. Okay, I see a space Thursday at 4 p.m. so I can do this. But it's really just about getting that visual of your time so you can see how much time you have. So again, we'll um, we'll link that in the show notes for you guys so you can have that. And like I said, it's free, but it's the way that I, I structure my time. And I get asked a lot, like, how do you balance all the things? I'm not perfect. There are weeks 
where, and I think that's important to mention, you know, just on the subject of time management, you can lay everything out perfectly and something will change. So always be adaptable. But I think that actually the better you structure your time, the more adaptable you become, because I don't know if you feel the same, Mindy, but I feel like because I have my time laid out so well that when something comes up, I can see actually visually in my calendar, like, oh, this came up. So I'm just going to move this thing that was there down here instead. Yeah. And we do that all the time. So Kelsey and I, like, you know, we have appointments together. And so like, if something comes up because we're both on the same type of like scheduling, we're able to look at our schedule and say, oh, okay, well we can move this around. Or actually recently I asked Kelsey if we could move an appointment and she was able to tell me instantly, okay, I've got these three slots. This is where I can do it at. So having that laid out is just another why, right? It's so important Mm -hmm. to have because it gives you the ability to quickly see those things and move with them. And if an emergency comes up, like you're, and we talked about this in another podcast, like you have a flat tire and you've got an appointment. Well, you're going to have to reschedule that. So if you've got your calendar laid out, you're able to go in and look and say, okay, well, no big deal. I can move that to this time instead. Totally. And it makes it so much less overwhelming to be like that because it's like when somebody so often, if you think about like the frustrations of something like that, that's unseen or unplanned for happening. And then it's like, oh, like, of course getting a flat tire sucks, but like, there's a big difference. And like, when you look at it and you're like, okay, this flat tire sucks, I'm going to miss this appointment. And then looking at your calendar and being like, okay, I can do the appointment Friday at 3 PM. Then there is like, I have no idea like when this is going to happen. This is my only chance, like that kind of, that kind of situation. So yeah, I mean, I think that it does actually being more structured almost allows you to be more flexible, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple other tools, obviously calendars, physical and online. I'm a huge fan of Google Calendar. Huge, huge fan of Google Calendar. Google sponsor us. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Give me that Google money. Give me that Google money, baby. Um, But Google Calendar is awesome because it has an app for Android or iPhone. You can share your Google Calendar with someone. So I've got three or four different Google Calendars actually, Mm -hmm. and they all are linked to my main Google Calendar. But I share those calendars with other people. So Kelsey and I have a calendar we share. I have a work calendar. I've got a work time off calendar that other people can see. But having that calendar allows me to not only see my schedule, but allows me to see other people who are important to me schedule as well. And I have it with me all the time. So it's on my phone. It's on my computer. I've always got access to it. And then if I don't, I've got a physical calendar as well, but I don't always have access to a physical calendar, right? So having that electronic calendar, having everything scheduled in there as an appointment down to getting up in the morning and working out. Everything is an appointment and being able to visually see that is so crucial. Yeah. And I think, you know, the time management toolkit is a great tool to have. Just, I think that just starting is so important. Like if this is overwhelming to you, like just make start with a to-do list that maybe you divide into days or something like that. Like 
maybe just like start a Google calendar and put your work schedule in there. Just some sort of like small step that allows you to kind of see visually. I think that's the biggest action step to take away from this is do something today where you can visually see your time and then definitely create that habit because it being a habit of you managing your time well. I mean, I literally every Friday, because I have an online and a physical calendar and every Friday because your calendar is weekly calendar. Yeah, because I'm a psycho. (laughs) But it's like, I'm looking at it right here, weekly schedule today, Friday. It's just once you start doing it too, it's like anything else. Like at this point, it's not like, oh my God, I have to like brush my teeth this morning. I mean, some people might be. I prefer brushing my teeth, but to each their own, right? Um, But it's like, you don't really think about it. It just becomes, when it becomes a habit, it just becomes easy because you're like, this is what, this is what helps me. And then again, you get that feedback to where it's like, oh, my week went more smoothly. Like even if it's a, every week of mine and Mindy knows this is like very full and a little bit challenging right now, but I'm never like, I'm not going to make it. I can't do this. Like I feel just the right amount of like, okay, I'm ready for my time off on the weekend and like also very fulfilled and like very productive. And the cool thing is, is that if I don't cross everything off my list, it's okay because it goes on the next week. Yep. It's because we've made it a habit. And when you make it a habit, that just makes it easier to adapt and to to make changes if you need to. And it, it just to manage your time. So yeah. All right, Kelsey, I think that we are at a wrap up point here. So mm-hmm. we've talked about the why we've talked about the what, so what time management is, and we've given some tools, but do you want to run back through these tools really quick for everybody? Sure. So obviously our how here in the big, the big takeaways for how to manage your time better is number one, click below in the show notes and download my time management toolkit for free. Even if you don't follow, even if you don't follow the same outline, at least read through it, try it, adjust it to make it fit what's works with your life. The next thing is just start like today, maybe today your small step is just downloading the toolkit. Maybe today your small step is if you're a paper person, buy a planner. Maybe your step today is just starting a Google calendar, but get some sort of visual representation, whether it's an online calendar or a paper planner, and then start to create that habit. See if you can schedule an appointment, even if you have to put it in your phone for now to do your weekly planning every week. And however you start, just start and understand that it's not just about the actual time. It's about making your life easier. It's about making you less stressed and less overwhelmed. So hopefully this is helpful to you guys. I know that it's helpful to a lot of my clients and a lot of people that Mindy's working with too. So Mindy, tell us, um, who are we talking to next week? So next week we are talking with Gabrielle Cohen, who is on Instagram as Gypsy Love Flow. She is a writer and speaker, host of the Vibe Within podcast, uh, and a yoga teacher. Really looking forward to chatting with her next week. 
guys, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure that you subscribe. Come and follow us on Instagram. We'd love to have you. That will be in the description below. And do not forget to live bravely. All right, live bravely today, guys. We'll talk to you soon. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.